Well, um, as I was um, as I was praying about um, the things I mentioned earlier, uh, I was fully intending to do kind of a a, a re rehashing of the teaching on halal, because I do believe that that envisioning before the Lord is is so important for us. But while I was getting ready to, um, in fact, I was, I was writing my email every Sunday. I write an email to Sylvie, who produces our PowerPoint, and, and to Scott, who's getting things ready up there, so they kind of know what's, what's going on, what needs to be processed. And, and I was just getting this email ready, saying, you know, this is what I'm going to do today. And I was capturing the Scripture to send it, and the Spirit just poured this, what we're going to look at today, out. And I was so blessed because, again, I mean, this is something that we've been living, what we're going to talk about today, but um, something that I'd never felt led to pursue. And, and so we're going to look at a word in the Old Testament that is regularly translated as word the word of the Lord or our word, but it's, it's not the classic debar. It's not the classic um, two or three other words that are, are used um, to describe a word from God. It's this Hebrew word, imra. And um, this word means to make something plain, to gain clarity, to allow something to become visible. And it's, it's, it's a process of making something clear. And this word is used in some really quoted verses in the Old Testament. And when, when we understand that what God is saying to us in this way through his word is something that we've lived. I mean, how many times have we talked about God speaking to us, and he gives us a little bit, and then he builds a little bit more onto it, or he builds a little bit more onto it. It's the whole line and precept concept. But also, so many times we'll talk about being in prayer, and God says something, or God shows something, <clears throat> and then I say it's like a uh, the old Polaroid being developed. It, over time, it clarifies. And, you know, you reflect and you meditate. And as, as the days go by, the Spirit says more and more about it. It's this same process of Imra. And it, it, it has to do with a word that is coming uh, gradually or in segments or being processed. And... Um, I, I believe that this is something that the Spirit is really clarifying for this hour for a couple of reasons. One, to show us that throughout these years, this is the way God has been revealing His Word to us. The revelations that He gives, it's all through this process, driven by the Spirit. And secondly, it validates the prophetic understandings that God is giving to many of you 
It is a walk of faith. It's a step of faith. And, and as you take that step, the next thing develops. That's this process of Imra. And so let's look at what God says about how his word comes to us using this word. And it, it's very, very wonderful to me. Psalm 12, Psalm 12, verse 6. The words of Yahweh, Imrah, are pure words as silver tried in a furnace of earth purified seven times. Now, isn't that something? Why would God's word from Yahweh, why would that have to be purified as silver seven times over? It speaks of a process where God gives you a word. And, and remember, silver is a lieutenant's color. It, it is a color that represents us gaining a measure of authority and then fulfilling that on behalf of the one who sends us. And so this, this word says that when the plan of God is enunciated to us, he does it in conjunction with a process. Now, what about seven? You know, an interesting study is all the times in scriptures that it says seven times, or, you know, the seven spirits, or, um, you know, go and wash seven times in this river. Or, you know, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of march around the city seven days, on the last day seven times. You know, wh why? Well, it's, it's interesting because if you, if you look at what seven represents, it does represent the ways of God. But that word shiva, is there's, a, there's a, another Hebrew word that's written the same way that is used to describe when rain saturates the earth. Or when something comes and there's so much of it, it just, it just fills to overflowing to where all you see is that. And it, it, it really means a completion. It means becoming something to a point of, ref, of, of perfection. And so all the times that you see doing something seven times, or, or even what we have cherished, the understanding of the seven spirits and the ways of God, the different derivations of the spirit of this, the spirit of that, how they flow, it's really God saying, if you want to become like me, if you want to become saturated with me, if you want to get the fullness, that this comes, and then this comes, and then this comes, and then you have the finality of, of the, the pureness of truth, of the light. You know, it's, it's a process. It's a refining process, and this is the way God does things. But those words, the words, Imra, of Yahweh, are pure. They are not going to be finished or brought to a completion until the process comes. A lot of, a lot of, some, so many times, Christians, or even, even spirit-filled people, or people with giftings, they don't have that apostolic patience, or they, they aren't willing to embrace the apostolic patience. They think, okay, I see this, and let me tell you what God says, and boom, people get that word, and they write it in their book, and off they go, and they don't realize that prophecy is a process of. Of, of dying to self. 
And that's, that's a refining. And even, even the knobby prophet, that, that bubbling up, what is that bubbling up? It doesn't just mean that you're out of control. Well, it's stirring in me, I've got to say it. You know, it's not that. It's, that. it's that distilling process, that artesian process, where that word bubbles up from deep within. And when it comes up, it should be, yes, there can be something that's unexpected. And here it is. But it should be a purity. It should be a purity of having gone through all those levels. That's what God wants in us. That's what God's ways are speaking to us. That's how we become more and more like him, by letting that process of, of silver being refined in the earth seven times. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it'd be one thing if, if we'd say, well, Dennis and Pastor's words, you know, they really have to be refined. You know, seven, 70 times seven, if you want to really get a, a pure one from those guys. This is not talking about a word from Dennis or from me, even though that is powerful when Dennis speaks a word. This is God's word. Why would it need to be purified? It's the process. So let's look at this next one, Psalm 1830. As for God, his way is perfect. The word, Imrah, of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those who trust in him. There again, the way God speaks, particularly as Yahweh, is a, is a revelatory, processing, and we get a little here, a little there, but we, we, we cherish it, and we stay in that refining fire to where God can bring about that measure of, of perfecting. And again, it's about God's word. Psalm 105, 19. Until the time his word came, Dabar, there's the Dabar word, the word of the Lord tried him. The Imra of Yahweh tried us. See, you see, it's not so much that God's word has to be perfected. It's that as God's word is being released, we're being perfected. You know, when the word of the Lord comes to us, it ought to be received, and it ought to cost us something. You know, according to my, thy word, be it unto me. We say that at Christmas time, what Mary said. You know, it, but, but what that really means is, all right, here's the word. It's going to be a process, and boy, did Mary have a process. But it cost her something. So there's that partnership of refining to where God is speaking and he's giving here a little, there a little, and, and he's sharing with us. And, but but the, it's the word of Yahweh that is progressively becoming plain, gaining clarity. And here's another thing. Every time God says something, it's foundational. I mean, haven't we seen that? Haven't we seen that? And, and this is one of the things, haven't we said this over and over again? You know, when God gives us a fresh revelation from his word, it does not contradict what he said up to that point. Only God could do that. Only God, isn't that right? Only God could do that. So where he gives us something, it is life-changing. It is meat. It is strength. It is a foundation. It is a directive. And then God says, let me tell you something else about it that you've never seen before. And whoosh, that comes. 
and we think, wow, I didn't see that before. The Spirit, the living Word, has breathed something new to me, and it does not contradict what we've known. It, it builds upon it. Only God could do that. And He continues to do that, doesn't He? He continues to do that. I love that. So the Word of the Lord tries us. It's not only... It, 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 it's, 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 it's a progressive thing. Psalm 119, 140. And what we're going to be seeing here is Psalm 119, which I don't know how many of you have really focused on that much. <laughs> I always used to hope, and anybody that was raised in church, that, that when it came time for you to have to memorize a chapter, it wasn't Psalm 119. That's a long one. It goes after the Hebrew alphabet. I understand that. But Psalm 119 is filled with imras, and it's, it's an amazing thing. Um, thy word is very pure. Therefore, thy servant loves it. That ongoing revelation of what God is wanting to bring. Thy word, imra. Deuteronomy 32.2. This is God speaking. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech, whose speech? God's, my imra, shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. Isn't that great? You know, I love a soaking rain. I love rain. Some people hate rain. I love rain. I'm just so grateful for rain. Nothing blesses me. Well, things bless me. But something that blesses me greatly is to go into a city and here comes the rain. <sighs> because it just speaks prophetically about what God's going to do. But I love a soaking rain. You know, I, I used to, in Pennsylvania, we got a lot of those. And you'd get up in the morning and it'd just be mist and rain and it'd just stay. And before you know it, just everything was lush and green. This is what God says. It's a distilling process. And his word comes. His doctrine is there. Isn't that what the scripture says? My drop, doctrine shall drop as the rain. But when I'm speaking it, when I'm imrying, it's going to be as, uh, a, as a distilling dew. Isn't that wonderful? Now, we've experienced this. And, and this, is, this is what God is doing. And I feel like, I feel like he's, he is focusing on intricate details of his word and his ways within us. There's a trying that's going on in us. There is a distilling work that's going on in us. It's not that there's some bad thing. It's not that, oh, yeah, here's a word because you're just as ornery as can be, and here's a word, thus says the Lord. And, you know, even though that happens, not to any of you, but, you know, this word is just penetrating deep within us. And it's the way God speaks in an intimate, intricate way. You know, and it reminds me of uh, something that we focused on many years ago where God speaks about the prophet dropping a word. And, and that, 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 minuscule dimension that is so powerful like a seed. I, I love this. Let's keep looking at it. 
Supplication, Psalm 119, 169 and 170. Let my cry come near before thee, O Yahweh. Give me understanding according to thy word, Dabar. That's, that's what God has spoken and we, we've unwritten, and we know that. But let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me according to thy imra. It's the supplication factor. That thing where you're partnering with God, where you are before him, believing for that next step of grace, because that's the essential meaning of that term from which supplication is formed. When you begin to do that before the throne of grace, God begins to speak this imrah. Yes, we're there because of the debar, what's been established, that foundation upon which we stand. We, we thank God for that, everything. The imrah is based upon that. But we stand on that written word, what we've learned from the past, what God has taught us. That is continually among us. We don't let go of that. We don't forget that. But when we're offering supplication, do you see this or am I just making this up? Let my supplication come before me and let delivering words come according to the Imrah. God has been saturating you recently. You realize that? We started talking about this months ago, how sweet the presence of the Lord, it's always here, but how, how intimately God has been coming near, coming nigh to you in the nighttime, during the day, during the times in prayer. And I believe that it is a season of, of, of God making this Imrah type of relationship more endearing to us than it's ever been. I, I love this. This is wonderful. Look at the next uh, on page two. And this is a good one. You've quoted this scripture many, many times, I'm sure. Psalm 119.11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. It's not just quoting scriptures. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's not just toting the King James around with you. It's not just remembering sermons that I preach. Well, I've, I've hid that word in my heart, you know. It's those intimate times with God where he speaks those, those saturating points of commune to you based upon the written word. It doesn't say thy written word have I hid in my heart, even though we cherish that. It doesn't say some rhema word that the prophet spoke to us, even though we cherish that. He says that those still small words that God touched you in your heart. Those are the things. The man with the experience, not at the mercy of somebody with an argument. Those words are what are hidden in there, and God puts them in there because they are a treasure. And, and I say that, look again, Psalm 119, verses 103 and 104. How sweet are thy words, Imra, unto my taste, Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Remember what we talked about regarding precepts? What they are? Precepts are, are those points where God 
takes it's the line upon line are are specific definitions, specific teachings, specific things that God builds upon. But the precepts are when God brings them together and begins to commune with you. And that's why you gain understanding. Ben, and this teaching's gone out many, many times over the years, and even most recently, where sons are developed. But you, you really have to, if you're going to enter into, sunset, into sonship and move in the precepts, you need, to, you need to be, as the psalmist said, you know, your words, your imra, are sweet to my taste. They're like, they're like honey in my mouth. Do you cherish those things from God in that way? We must do that. Look at Psalm 119, verse 162. I rejoice at your imra as one that findeth great spoil. Now, I love to watch uh, programs on the Discovery Channel or, you know, one of those uh, Smithsonian channels where these guys are out trying to find shipwrecks. Have you ever watched those things? Or they're searching in the, through the jungles for, 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 for uh, treasured cities and things like that. I just think that's fascinating because, you know, as, as a pneumaticos person, I realize that those places they're searching for from generations ago were created by God. But as someone that discovers something that's been hidden, a spoil, a treasure, that's the way the psalmist values these imra, these special words, these distilled words, these line upon line, these seven measures of refining words from God. I, I love this because this is the path that you and I have walked together. And God is ready, and he's inviting us into a deeper measure of this type of relationship. And I, I'm so grateful for that. You know, the, the scriptures, if you study this word, Imra, and I, I was going to do this, but I thought, well, you know, it's best to, to speak of this. But it, when you trace how this word is used, you find that when the people are speaking Imra to God, that's when he hears. You look at it for the scripture yourself. I lift my words to you and you incline your ear. God is interested in you in the depths of who he made you to be. He loves everybody, don't get me wrong. And he hears the voice of people. But when someone is engaged in this kind of a revelatory commune with God, God shares the secrets of who he is. And when you come to him from that perspective and from that point of relationship, he inclines his ear and he hears you. And I'm not, even if it was just used one time, that would be enough because it's the holy word. But it's used many, many times. So, yes, the thing for me is I want to hear these things from God. You know, I know you do too. I treasure when the Spirit of the Lord begins to speak this way. It is like that mist. It is like that distilling rain. It's like that saturating 
that saturating presence of God. I love that. Not from an experiential point of view, even though that's precious, but from, an, from a development, from, from being honored by God that he would spend that time drawing us near to share his heart in that way. That is a treasure. It's like a, a, a spoil. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that the, the path that leads to the gold that no man knows. I mean, this is wonderful. But I also believe that as you study this, you'll see that God is wanting to open up those pathways like what Cece said today, like what Debbie testified today, where we're speaking things to the heart of God and mountains are being moved. Impossible situations are being resolved. It's through this process that the ear of God listens. And again, look it up in the Scripture. You'll see it. It's plainly there. But if we just read it in, the, you know, in our King James, which I'm grateful for, all we see is thy word or this word, and, and we think it's just quoting a verse or you know, arguing a case, getting five or six Scriptures up, plucking them out of context, stitching them together like a coat of many colors, and making God do it. It doesn't work that well, does it? I've tried. Listen, I can, my pathway is littered with failed attempts at that, and I'm so grateful that God didn't give me all the things that I stitched a bunch of Scriptures together to get. But when you are before the Lord, and He is intimately with you in this way, when you speak from that place under the direction of the Spirit, God hears and God moves and miracles happen. Now, it may not be something that is ignited like a Roman candle off the roof of the church. Everybody says, wow, look at that. But for you, it's a miracle. For you, you know, only God could have done that. And this is this, is this measure of Imra. And I think by, by the way it came, you know, I, again, I was enthused by God reminding us of halal. And then, you know, we recognize that this coming Wednesday is the, begins the month where we're welcoming that mind, uh, that fivefold dimension of the prophet in a new way. But I, I really believe that as, as uh, that, that halal, envisioning what God says and becoming that and prophetically acting it and looking forward to it and and to see God bring that about that's a miracle pathway it's a miracle prophetic pathway this is a key component to it this imra where if we just stop and feel what the spirit is saturating us with and 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 that point of meditation that, that, that as, the, as the core of our spirit becomes tender with the water of the word, then other things are flushed out. Other things are brought as dross to the surface. And in, in that key word of meditation, we skim that off to where we become uh, changed from glory to glory, where we become... Um, continually being as, as, as our faith is purified. Remember that silver is one of the last, if not the last, component that 
comes out of gold when it's being refined. And, you know, this is where God has you. This is where God has you. And I, and I believe in it. This is something I'm just saying because I'm seeing it right now. You know, and, and please, those of you who've tuned in, uh, stick with what the Word is saying here. But this is a word for what's happening in this house. I believe that, you know, God watches over His Word to perform it. And, and I believe that the, the angelic is released on behalf of the Word. That They're messengers of the Word. And, and I, I believe that um, God, God entrusts the, the angelic to minister to the, to the heirs of salvation on behalf of the word that God's giving. And, and just a couple of minutes ago, I just saw this place just coming through those doors, angelic hosts coming in, standing around and behind you. And, you know, we need to take this seriously. I mean, it's like a battle array. And, and the angelic is here on behalf of the Lord. I don't get excited about that. I'm grateful for that. What I'm excited about is that our Father is speaking to us in this way and doing these things. And the greatest treasure that we have, sweeter than honey, sweeter than the spoils of treasures that we would find hidden, is that relationship with Him. And so I, I want this word this Imra in my heart, so that no matter what we face, I don't miss the mark because I'm so instilled with his seven. I'm so instilled with his ways. I'm so instilled with what he wants. So you come to this and you come to this table. I'm going to talk for just a couple minutes. So, um, and what we don't have up here is the bitter sop. I almost asked for it, and then I thought, no, we're, we're kind of living that. And you think about what this table of communion, this Eucharistia, this table of grace, the good purpose of God. You have the empowerment of the blood, the sprinkling of the blood that activates and makes things ready in new places and in new ways, preparing for the glory of God. You have this bread, which is a word a, a point of identity for the body of Christ. But you, you also have to deal with that refining of the Spirit, that meditation that skims the dross, any bitterness that would hinder the prophetic, any bitterness or woundedness or something from the past that could rise up and make us vulnerable in this pathway. I, I believe that as we come before the, the throne today and we partake of communion, that we need to reflect on all the things God has said today. This has been a tapestry of the miraculous this morning, just in this sanctuary today, just in the sanctuary, even though the Sunday school class was powerful as well. But just in the sanctuary, we heard testimonies of impossible things that God did and God is continuing to do. We've heard about the halal, where we have the privilege of engaging before God to fulfill what he wants to do, what his eternal will is for our lives and for us as saints, and how that we grasp that vision and we 
and we, we believe God, as Monica said, as Abram did. He looks and he saw, and that first issuance of righteousness, that's all part of the halal. And we believe it, and we, we say, Lord, it's going to be what you've said and what you've proclaimed. We're hearing these words about how God is drawing us near and cleansing us and, and causing us to, uh, through, through the meditating before him, be refined. And we see the way God speaks to us in this intimate way. All of those things being said today, and, the, and now we prepare to come before this table. And I wonder, as Jesus is here with us, what, what is it that God wants to do through this communion time? Maybe as we partake of the bread, we say, Father, whatever you want to do through me as your body, as part of the body of Christ, I accept this wholeheartedly. Whatever new capacities you want to touch with the sprinkling, the aspersion of your blood, touch every part of me as your spirit would, would speak. Touch my mind. If there's a, is a, any evil thought that would be there, touch that by your blood. Cleanse me. Purge this. And, and I surrender it to you. I don't want it. I'm not asking you to touch it and me holding on with a, with a hard grasp. I surrender that to you. And if there's any bitterness in me, cleanse it. I don't want, I don't want something to occlude the sweetness of your still small voice. I want those things out of me. Now, I don't know what you've been facing. It's, it's, it's a, these are cherished moments before the Lord. But there may be something that God's putting his finger on that maybe your reaction, even toward godly things, is not really wholesome. <laughs> Uh, I won't, I'm not going to tell you all the things that God's been speaking to me about, but there are some things that, you know, instead of saying amen, I'm saying ouch. And, and it's not some evil or some wicked thing, but it's something in me that I have to let go of. And, and I, have to, I have to say, you know, there's nothing really particularly evil about what I'm feeling, but I know it's not what you want me to be feeling. Maybe you're facing some things like that. I bet you are. I'm not asking for a show of hands. I'm not going to have Les come back up and have testimonies. But wouldn't that be special? We'd double our viewership then. But I, these are precious times before the Lord. And this word, this Imra, is, is a a truly wonderful thing. And there's a, it's only used like less than 40 times. So it's not going to take you long to, to, to look through them with your Bible programs. But see, as you, as you look through that, through this week, at the way God uses somebody who's engaged in this with him. And I think it's going to inspire you, as the Word of God should. So uh, as Kelly comes to the piano, I want to just ask you to stand with me, would you? You haven't stood for a long time. I first of all, Father, ask you that you would quicken 
the promises that you've spoke to your people. I ask you, Father, that you would cause your people to remember the things that you've whispered to them and remember the things that you've spoken very loudly to them about and not allow us to forget what you've said. And I, I pray, Lord, that those who have been believing you for um, whatever miraculous thing in their life is, is needing a touch, I pray that your spirit and the angelic that's here would just move upon those things even now. And I pray that you would open us up, expand with us through the touch of the blood of Jesus, those areas that you created us to know in you from the foundation of the world when you knew us. Let us be expanded to serve you in a deeper way. And we want to thank you, Father, for the privilege of being able to walk with you as sons. What a privilege this is. Speak to us. Fulfill the work that you're doing in this season. You, you, faithful is he that is promised. He that has begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. Lord, these are precious moments. And as we come before this table today, I pray that the miraculous would occur in our lives and that we would be empowered to move forward with you in grace and that we would embrace your calling to see you do a new thing that you have ordained to do. You have... You have called us as your intercessors before you've begun this work to believe you and to lift our voices. Help us to serve you. It's not about serving anybody else. It's about serving you. Help us. We thank you for this, Father. And I do ask you, as we seek you first and I seek your kingdom, I ask that you will bless this people. You've already been blessing us, but I ask for pressed down, shaken together, running over, blessing upon your people. And everyone who's joining us from around the world, we speak a double portion blessing into you, into your church, into your city, into your region, into your nation. This is a time where the enemy wants to instill in the world fear and apprehension and lockdowns and restrictions. But we speak freedom in Jesus' name. An overwhelming blessing. We speak that forth over you that we might serve you. And I thank you for it, Father. So bless this time as we come to share your, your cup and to share this bread and speak to us. Activate the receptors within us that perhaps have been dormant or have not been activated yet. Let us process your word to a greater degree. Spirit of truth, guide us into those. And we thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, as we come and we receive...